0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, June 1st, and this is your FT News Briefing. A video game industry insider says 5G could spell doom for gaming consoles. We'll tell you about another business that surged during the pandemic, and it has to do with pets. Plus, Taiwan was the poster child for containing coronavirus, but now the island is dealing with a COVID-19 outbreak.
1: For the first time uh, since COVID started, we have what everyone else went through last year.
0: I'm Mark Filipino. Here's the news you need to start your day. Did you maybe get a cat or a dog over the past year? Well, if you did, as we all know well, you weren't the only one. In the UK alone, more than 3 million households welcomed a fur baby during lockdown. The pandemic pet boom has been great for the pet insurance industry, and it boosted the valuation of one pet insurance group called Many Group to more than $2 billion. The group operates the UK pet insurer called Bought by Many, and also Many Pets in Sweden and the US. The US is now the group's fastest growing market, Only two out of a hundred U.S. pet owners buy insurance, whereas almost a third of Brits have policies for their pets. A video game industry insider told the FT that 5G broadband is a threat to gaming consoles. Noki Yoshida is a director at Square Enix, the company behind the games Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. He told the FT's Kana Inagaki that faster streaming speeds could accelerate the shift away from gaming hardware.
2: But Yoshida thinks that the console is still a time-consuming entertainment, since you need to connect it to a TV and wait until the machine starts up.
0: But any shift will be gradual. Right now, consoles rule. As Connell reports, demand for Sony's PlayStation 5 has been outstripping supply, and the sales of Nintendo's Switch keep beating forecasts.
2: As of today, the global consoles market is still worth around $50 billion a year in hardware and software sales. So it will obviously be a big hit for console makers such as Sony and Nintendo. But even existing players such as Microsoft are placing a bigger focus on cloud gaming, and there's also the entry of other technology groups, such as Google and Amazon, into this space.
0: Bakana says if the shift to cloud-based computing is going to be gradual, it will be even more gradual in Japan.
2: So in Japan, consoles is obviously still a very much a big presence here. And one of the reasons is obviously because you know two of the largest console makers, Sony and Nintendo, are obviously Japanese companies. And so... Cloud gaming hasn't taken off as much. I mean, sitting here in Tokyo, you know, I feel like the shift is gradual, but I think there is quite a difference from what's happening globally, just because the, you know, the console makers are so big in Japan.
0: That's the FT's Tokyo correspondent, Kana Inagaki. The island of Taiwan gained a reputation over the past year as one of the most successful at keeping COVID-19 at bay. Officials imposed strict border controls and they used high-tech contact tracing, but in the end, they couldn't beat the virus. In the last three weeks, cases in Taiwan have risen from under 1,200 to more than 8,500. The death toll as of yesterday was 124.
1: For the first time uh, since COVID started, we have what everyone else went through last year.
0: That's the FT's Greater China correspondent, Catherine Hilla. She told me more about what's going on in Taiwan and how authorities are handling the outbreak.
1: We are in a situation of a uh, soft lockdown with schools closed and gatherings of more than five indoors and more than 10 outdoors banned. And those measures seem to start um, having an effect. So yesterday and today, the number of new cases was uh, significantly lower than had been over the past 10 days or two weeks. So Catherine, what's happening with vaccines? How's the
0: government managing the rollout?
1: When this local outbreak started, Taiwan had nothing but an initial shipment of um, AstraZeneca of about uh, 320,000 doses. This country has a population of, of more than 23 million, so that's obviously next to nothing. Then, since then, uh, another AZ shipment has arrived, about 400,000 doses. And, and uh, more recently, I think last Friday, an initial shipment of Moderna arrived. So, vaccination is now getting underway faster. It's been ramped up, but still not fast enough.
0: So, Catherine, I want to talk about Taiwan's stock market. It it took a huge hit when COVID-19 started spreading, and the market there is is loaded with tech companies. Taiwan is home to many global tech giants. Now, stock prices have have since recovered somewhat. Um, What's happening now, and and what are analysts saying?
1: Uh, Stock prices started recovering pretty quickly because that's how how stock markets work, right? People often feel that uh, things are oversold and... um, so uh, things bounce back pretty quickly. But also more recently, the fundamentals for the Taiwanese economy still look good, especially for the tech sector, which dominates the stock market here. And they uh, so Taiwan has uh, some of the world's largest manufacturers of uh, computer chips. And their growth outlook still is very, very strong. Not last because of the pandemic, which has fueled uh, growth in demand for gadgets that are needed to um, work from home. So laptop computers, but also like servers, uh, server capacity.
0: And, and speaking of Taiwan's uh, tech giants, how is the outbreak affecting chipmaker TSMC? we talked about them before. Uh, TSMC is the world's biggest contract chipmaker. And we are in the middle of a global chip shortage. Um, How is COVID affecting TSMC and other chip makers in Taiwan?
1: In the case of TSMC and and, uh, maybe other chip makers, I think the problem or the risk is a bit lower than for some other manufacturers because semiconductors are made in in clean rooms that are very capital intensive, but not very labor intensive. In in other words, there are very few people in chip fabrication plants or fabs. Uh, TSMC had put in place plans for the scenario of a local outbreak before this happened. So they they basically put in place uh, plans for people working in in groups that would reduce uh, contact in offices or in in labs or in, in engineering teams. They say that their production has not been affected at all. And uh, if we think about, like, the factory itself, it, it can be kept running with relatively limited presence of, of humans inside.
0: Catherine Hilla is the FT's Greater China Correspondent. Unlike Taiwan, Brazil has been a coronavirus mess. Its president, Jair Bolsonaro, dismissed the virus and avoided lockdowns and mask wearing. And his country now has the second highest COVID-19 death toll in the world, a number topped only by the United States. But, Brazil's COVID crisis hasn't stopped officials from volunteering to host a major soccer event. Yesterday, Brazil offered to host the Copa America, the South American Football Championship. It was postponed last year, and it's due to begin in the coming weeks. Some Brazilians aren't happy with this display of hospitality, though. One governor said he won't allow any games to be held in his state, and the leader of the country's opposition party called the move unbelievable. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools,